I'm Andrew from the Data.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 362 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, June 16th, 2019. And if you are watching the live video stream, you're probably looking at it and going, why the hell is Chris's camera backwards? Now, Willie and Bachman can't see it because it's normal to them, but the way I record this show, it is backwards. And that's because Google Hangouts has retired the Hangouts toolbox because they just started giving notifications they're retiring Google Hangouts on air, which is the method we use to record this podcast. So thank you, Google, saying sometime in, sometime in 2019. So it could be as soon as tomorrow. It could be as late as December 31st. They are going to shut down Google Hangouts, which is the method we've been using to live stream this podcast since episode four. So for 360 episodes, we've been using this method. So I have no great way to flip my camera backwards without using another tool called ManyCam. And ManyCam is all jacked up and the picture quality sucks right now. So I apologize. <laughs> this week, you get the mirror image of me. It'll be delightful. It's weird to me too as I move. And I'm like, that's not the direction I'm supposed to go in. You look normal. You know, to you guys, I will look normal. To the folks watching the live stream over at Geeks.Live, I am mirror imaged. So they're seeing you flipped? That's they're funny. seeing me flip. So my, my uh, mic flag that says all things good and yeah. nerdy is backwards. Nice. I so think, they, they can't read your mic flag? Yes. I think if I read it correctly... Uh, being left-handed is a sin in the Bible, and it was mentioned 25 times. So, yep, you're the devil, Chris, right now. I've I've been told that before. So, why do I bring this up? What does it mean to you guys who are watching live? We you're are going to die five years earlier than us on average. Sure. Uh, I hope not. I want to die first. <laughs> well, now you're mirrored left-handed. Left-handed people on average die younger. Wait, I'm mirrored too. No, it's no, just, just Chris. It's just me. Oh, okay. He made True. himself the devil. You're trying to make sure my wife gets paid sooner, aren't you? Just kill there me. There you off. go. Try, try to be helpful. Try yeah, to be helpful. Thanks. I'm sure she's watching right now. She never watches this, thankfully. She never That's all right. This. She already told me which Spider Man memorabilia I get if I help you die. Yeah, quick. none of it because she wants it all, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got to pay me off to help you die quick. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, what does this mean for you guys who are watching live? We are going to. Use another source to record from, which means we might make a better video product for you guys. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we will probably be using Skype to do our recording. And if I have it set up properly, and my tests seem to indicate that I do, it will be multicam, meaning I'll be able to switch to have different ones of us on screen, full screen at one time, or put us in a try shot and things like that. That's assuming it works properly. If it doesn't, we will fall back to Google Hangouts on air next week because I don't assume they will have shut it down by then. So, uh, Fingers crossed that my technology doesn't blow up and that this new method doesn't also blow up my computer because I tried to do it one time and it pegged my processor and that was bad news. Because the, the processor didn't ask for it. Yeah. And you're not allowed to do that unless they ask so, for it. So here's the thing. Here's where I screwed up is I had my uh, streaming software configured incorrectly. I use OBS, which is Open Broadcaster Studio. I was doing all the rendering on the processor, not on the GPU. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that makes a difference. I moved things over to the GPU, and I don't have a great <laughs> graphics card in this box. It's only like a two gig graphics card, and this box is five, six years old. And once I did that, everything started working properly and rendering properly. So I should be able to handle two Facebook streams, not Facebook, two Skype streams from Willie 
and Anthony next week, and hopefully that works. The real question is, can Willie's internet handle Skype? <laughs> we can't hear you, Willie. I, I thought the real question was, can I remember my Skype login? I've oh, used Skype in a yeah. while. <laughs> I used Skype last time I was on Legends Podcast. But did it use video? I I, I tried to, but they said, no, we don't use video. We're like, okay. okay. So that was the name of it. We will try doing this next week, and it will be a poor man's version of what Steven does for the GunnaGeek.com show because I don't have near as fancy of overlays or anything like that. But I did do a test with it yesterday, and it seemed to be okay-ish. I've had to do the same thing for Starling Tribune as well because we also record there with Hangouts on Air. And best wishes to Stargate Pioneer, who uses Hangouts on Air to record Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. This whole, this whole we're going to put a notice in there when you start a Hangout saying we're retiring it sometime this year is not really great for podcasters who use the product. Well, and especially for a product that they haven't updated in, what, like three, four years? Like, they haven't done shit to keep it up and running. I mean, to be fair, we all knew it was coming. The writing's on the wall. Yeah. It's just I was hoping there'd be a bit more notice. And granted, for all we know, there are six months worth of notice. Just because they say sometime in 2019, it could be the end of the year. Who knows? Well, who's the asshole who's writing on walls? But Cal- uh, but Calvin. Uh, it's Calvin. And his buddy Hobbs is his lookout. Oh, fuck those two. What? You don't like Hitting. Calvin Hobbs? Stop, 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 stop. What's wrong with you? So, uh, is there it's more? Un American. Are there more updates, Chris? I-, I had no additional updates. Just okay, to... okay. Just, just, I didn't want to cut you off or anything. That's no, no. All. When have you I'm never gonna... wanted to cut me off? I, I didn't say back to you yet. <laughs> it's not the promo read either. I know it's a joke. It's a joke. Willie, I think you're just stupid. But it wasn't funny, which is why we're mentioning it. Who's in charge of those buttons? Anyway, <laughs> this guy. Anyway, creepy. yeah, we all know I'm fucking creepy. It's proven in a court of law. <laughs> but fuck those assholes. They're jerks anyway. Okay, so yesterday I was watching the 40 year old virgin because I haven't seen it for a while, and I was a little curious, and the internet failed me. Google, you fucking failed me on this. You know the famous scene where Steve Carell's getting his, uh, you know, his chest waxed, right? Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. yeah. And also in that same, um, I'm not sure if the same scene, but, I, but it shows like he's like, a, you know, from him from the back. And his back is 100% smooth. No hair. It's like he just has hair in like a square or rectangle, I guess, technically, whatever, uh, on his chest and, and belly. Is, does he shave, did they shave his back for that or something? Like, or is he just, does he only have hair in that one rectangle on his front? That'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? Uh, in that scene, I think it looked like he just has a really hairy chest, and the rest of him is just, you know, smooth. I think it's also a matter of everyone's uh, body hair patterns are different. Yep. I know, but that's just weird just to have, like, you know, thick hair and then baby smooth on your back. Yeah, maybe he shaves his back. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember a buddy of mine told me he used to do that. He patented his own little stick and razor. Oh. <laughs> and, and then later on, I remember like a year or something after he told me that. I think I was watching like an infomercial, and they showed someone. It was pretty much just uh, like a, a razor on a stick, pretty much. And I like called him up. I was like, "Dude, they just stole your idea, man. You better sue." <laughs> if he didn't have it trademarked or patented, he's hosed. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Personal use only. Oh, Dude, did you ever watch um, Magnum PI? That's a negative Ghost Rider. No. Google Tom Selleck bare chest. He literally has hair on his chest, a little hair on the top of his ribs, like a T. arms, shoulders, everything else completely smooth. It's so just Tom people have, Selleck. yeah, people have different hair patterns. And Chris Carell or uh, Chris Carell, Will Ferrell, <laughs> Will Ferrell, <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. 
Michael from the office has basically like the same chest oh, pattern see. that Tom Selleck has. I mean, it's I was like, just, I was just, looking at it. It was a little weird. I was like, just, just a little curious. I mean, I'm not saying he's weird. For, like, no. I'm not like saying like that. But also as an actor specifically for that scene, maybe he in normal life has like random patches of hair in his shoulders, back, whatever. But they wanted to specify how hairy his chest was. And so then they shaved everything else to make the chest look even hairier. I like that. You, that's a just smart man. That, that's why that, that that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> his theories on body hair. That's right, Miss Katie. No, no, you're supposed to say, "Oh, is that what you appreciate about me?" <laughs> is that what you appreciate about me, Squirrely Dan? Oh, look the ground. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, pitter patter. Your sister's hot. <laughs> I don't yeah, I said, it. Oh, I can't run too fat. For the, for those that don't know, me and Willie have watched a hell of a lot of Letterkenny. Watch and it's Letterkenny. Fucking hilarious show. It is so goddamn good. It's so good. It's fucking embarrassing. Yep, it's fucking embarrassing. Where's a trash can <laughs> to kick? <laughs> All right, we're going off the rolls. Here. We're out of rolls. Uh, I finished it rolls, yesterday. Like, uh, as I was eating rolls. a late breakfast, I got through all of Letterkenny. Mm. And now I'm only sad because I've gone through all of Letterkenny. Yeah, October. Just got to wait for October. October's the new season. Sweet. And friendly all reminder, right. if you want to watch it, you can find it on Hulu right now. I believe on the Hulu. God damn, Chris. That's why I yep. fucking love you, man. <laughs> It is a Crave online show from Canada. So, yeah, to get it here in the States, it's Hulu. For our Canadian pals, like Mr. Flip Top Head President, he can watch it on Crave. I still don't even know if that's an actual thing. Canada's like a mystery. Canada's awesome, actually. I miss going to Canada. I used to do it all the time. I've but, never been out of the country. But you know what else is a mystery, Willie? Uh, do tell. In a sexy way, hopefully. It's our News of the Week. Eh, it could have been sexy. Live from the ATG and Studios on... Uh... It's the news of the week. You know, I'm really disappointed there. That was that was actually a decent oh, segue, and you you no sold it for me, Willie. Well, I mean, you could have been like, "It's time for the news of the week." <laughs> I think you've done better segues, Chris. I'm just so sensual. That's what you wanted. That's what you wanted. That is never what I want. Ever. (laughs) Is that what you wanted? (laughs) Nobody wants that. What you want. What you really, really want. (laughs) Nobody ever wants that. I would rather have the Spice Girls. Welcome to the News of the Week portion of the show. It's that part of the show where we run down (laughs) our minds. What is some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up in the past week or so and share it with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date. Um, I know that Anthony, excuse me, Willie and I both wanted to talk about video game news. So why don't we let Anthony kick things off and then we'll go hard on video games. Ooh, I know it's coming. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I do try to, I do, you know, usually try to keep things positive, but it is, it is worth a mention that, um, since it is now past the two week thing and we can really talk about it. Uh, Dark Phoenix sucked. <laughs> it's already been two weeks. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. This is technically the second week. Yeah, it's out of spoiler territory. Last week, I didn't spoil anything. But I mean, I didn't. It's not god awful. Like, it's not like the worst movie ever. Like I said, I left the theater. I didn't want my money back. But at the same time, there was literally like, there was no special scene. There was no nothing like, you know, Quicksilver in, you know, uh, the first, what was it? First class was the first time he showed up. Nope. Uh, day, uh, days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. So yeah, there was no like fantastic, like, oh, this one scene like makes the movie because it's so fucking good. None of that happened. There was no fight that was super special. There was 
what's being referred to as the cultural appropriation villain who's just ridiculous because he has Medusa dreads and they attack people and it's fucking awful. But they did a a nice Forbes article uh, talking about uh, the box office. X-Men Dark Phoenix plunges record 83% on Friday. And uh, by comparison, I was looking at the box office Mojo one and they're saying the drop may not be that bad. They're they're forecasting a 60% dip. Ooh. And a three-day performance of around $13 million, but, which would still make it awful for the weekend. A 60% but... dip on what was a $20 million opening weekend? Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it's still, like, it's very low on the charts. It's, um, let's see, what was it? Yeah, they said that Dark Phoenix will round out the top five. Disappointing debut last weekend. As basis for comparison, X-Men Apocalypse, which in all rights looked great, but was not a great movie by, you know, Ivan Ooze. It cratered by more than 65% in his second weekend. But Apocalypse debuted over an extended holiday weekend, so they had a they had a larger opening because they had a larger opening weekend because it was a holiday. Dark Phoenix didn't open over a holiday weekend, suffered from the worst reviews in the franchise, and is also the worst opening by more than $20 million. So a large drop on top of that makes it so much worse. So basically, at, we're, we're at the point where even though Fox tried, because of all the, you know all the delays and all the fucking blah, blah, blah. Basically everybody just said, we, we don't care. The X-Men are done. We're waiting for them to show up at Fox. And that kind of has been reflected in the box office. So yeah, so what was it? The, the Forbes article compared it to um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows had a negative 84% from its opening weekend, but it also had a gigantic opening weekend. Wait, which and one? Then, uh, part two. Oh, okay. the end, oh end sucked. Yeah, that first weekend, everybody went to go see it so they wouldn't be spoiled because they wanted to fucking see the end of the movie. And then, yeah, the other one it compared to was High School Musical 3, which had a negative 90% on its second Friday, which is like, that's harsh, but you know, it's a very you know specific group of people going to see that movie. I mean, it's also High School Musical. Yeah, it's also High School Musical. Yeah, and then, uh, what was it? Yeah, basically, it's just... Dark Phoenix is not going to do dick in the box office and Fox isn't going to recoup anything as the mutants are now leaving their 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 corral. So, yeah, this is not the the nice last paycheck before somebody leaves work. This is the kick in the ass and we took half your severance. So <laughs> Fox is not going to be happy with what ended up what's probably going to end up being like one of the first X-Men films to not recoup its own expenses. So it, it's kind of sad, but, you know, we we don't love to watch you leave, but we're good. To, we're happy to see you go. So bye, bye, X Men Fox. Yeah, it's. I'm glad it's over. Do you remember in Apocalypse when they made the joke of like, oh yeah, the third one's never as good, and then it was the third in the yeah. new. The new it's like this one isn't as good. Like <laughs> you're trying to make a joke, like, but you're but you're trying to say this one is better. But it is uh, no. This was uh, Brian Singer. What's wrong with you? Brian Singer's I mean, not involved. Brian in Singer had nothing to do oh. with this one. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, who the fuck cares about him? It was uh, Simon <laughs> Kinberg, I believe, it was that wrote and yep. directed after he helped write X Men: The Last Stand. So he has, oh he has not gotten Dark Phoenix right twice. Hold yes. on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. After The Last Stand, they gave him a second chance. Multiple. He's a white man in Hollywood, so yeah. He's he's written on a lot of the stuff in the new X-Men movies. I believe he also mm-hmm. wrote part of Apocalypse as well, and I want to say he was involved in, uh, what was the one after First Class? Uh, Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past. Past. I think he wrote part of that, which was a good one. I mean, do you know what they should have done, though? Spread the Phoenix out over multiple movies because you can't condense a movie like that into one. 
Oh, so you, can't, not, you can't condense a good version of the story into one movie. No, I wasn't even going to go with the Dark Phoenix. They, they should have <laughs> not have done that at all, but that's not what I was going to say. Yeah, don't do the Dark Phoenix at all. That storyline just too fucking confusing for moviegoers. You know, that's a, that's a decent argument, actually, would be to bypass it. Cause <laughs> I don't plenty, even There's understand. plenty of other X-Men stories that you could do. Dark Phoenix is one of the more iconic ones that everyone can think of, but... The only way they've nailed it has been in the comics and in the X-Men cartoon in the 90s because the X-Men cartoon in the 90s dedicated like 12 or 14 episodes to the Phoenix oh, story, yeah. if I remember correctly, where they yeah. started setting it up and then it slow burned into what it was. Yeah, I mm. saw that and I still don't fucking understand what the Phoenix well. is. But anyway, uh, what they should have done is got Matthew Vaughn back. That's what they should have done. He no. is old. You know how much cheaper it was to get Simon Kinberg? <laughs> well, and, and do you see where that cheapness is going in the box office? Yeah, now? but let's be honest. Yeah. If you're Fox, do you give a shit at this point? No, they don't care. You sold well, these characters are leaving. Shit when they were filming it, weren't they? Not really. Otherwise, it, there wouldn't have been so many before, delays and fuck ups in pre-production. They <laughs> so, seem like they cared a little bit. They won money. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff on the dart rags that talk about the different issues this movie had. Supposedly, James Cameron caused the movie to get moved because he wanted to lead a Battle Angel movie to come out at a certain time. And things like that. There was a lot of drama behind the scenes when it came to the Fox X-Men movies. I didn't read all of the articles because I went, look, I already know. I don't really want to see this movie. I will watch it whenever it comes to HBO or something like that. That's about where I am. I said, nothing in the trailers hooked me. I looked at it and went, well, it's an X-Men movie. But I don't think I care enough to go spend my money on seeing this. And I was, I wanted to look because I want to see his writer and producer credit. Simon Kinberg is very much hot and cold. So he wrote Triple X State of the Union. Then he wrote Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Then he wrote X-Men Last Stand. Then he wrote Jumper. Then he wrote Sherlock Holmes. Then he wrote This Means War. Then X-Men Days of Future Past. Then Fant Forstick. Then X-Men Apocalypse. Then like 10 episodes, or no, at least yeah, 10. No, it shows all 72 episodes. It, apparently he wrote on almost all of Star Wars Rebels, which that show is fantastic. That was Dave wrote on, that did most of that, I thought. Well, I mean, Filoni probably did the plotting, and Kinsberg might have been one of the ones actually writing scripts. And then he worked on 10 episodes of the new Twilight Zone, and then the Dark Phoenix. So the dude's very hot and cold. And he apparently also, he's he on the a, new Logan's Run that's coming out. He was a producer on The Martian also. Yeah, a producer. He produced Lo- uh, Legion. He produced um, Logan, uh, Designated Survivor, no. The Gifted. He's a producer on The New Mutants, though, too, which is going to be another poop yeah. fest, too. Oh, it, that movie's that's never still coming out. out? It's no. now it's, slated for sometime this fall, but I'm sure they will continue to delay it indefinitely or just never put it out on Hulu. Straight to Blu-ray. <laughs> by all straight accounts, to VHS. By all accounts, it's a straight poop what? fest. So you're saying you liked uh, Jumper, Bachman? Yeah, I thought Jumper was a great concept, and they made the movie oh, look really okay. good. I will say that I was a little disappointed in some parts of the story, but I mean, that is still a good movie. A lot, a lot of people shitted on that movie. Yeah, they did. Well, also, there was Hayden Christensen, who is still getting a lot of shit oh, yeah. from anti-Star Wars fans. So I think it was the director's fault in that case. But yeah, no, I liked that movie enough that I went and read I written read the book. And at some point, I would like to read the whole series because that was a really interesting story. And I it liked ended, it. Like, I want, like, the movie kind of started at the end. I was like, well, wait, we're just this giant mystery and you, you never told me? What? Yeah. I want to know more. Oh, no, we're just, we're, oh, this series is dead. Well, that's the, hey, here's the setup to where we might want to do a trilogy. And then the box office said, a no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they tried. Yeah, I thought Jumper was good. So, yeah, Ken, Ken Berg is he's very up and down. He's very hot and cold. But, you know, the dude's had a hell of a career. You got to give him that. 
Yeah. You work on the Martian, Logan, Fantastic Four, Dark Phoenix, like two up, two down. Hey, he's getting paid either way, right? Yeah, here's the takeaway, though. This is the last we're going <laughs> to see of the X-Men on the big screen for probably, what, five, six years, something like yeah. that? Yeah. I'm guessing we're going to go five, six, seven years, probably no more than ten. I don't think Marvel would let it go that long, but they, they're going to wait long enough to where we forget the totally forgettable new Cyclops and that possibly we have time to recast a new Wolverine without the internet completely exploding, which is going to be hard because that's going to be worse than fucking when they recast the Joker. Like it's going to be batshit crazy for the first actor who's ever played the role and has played the role more than any actor in history has ever played one character. Like, Fucking the huge jacked man. I don't beats know. Everybody. Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. might have more Tony Stark credits to his name now than Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I'm not sure. I think the last time I did the count, Jackman's at like 11. Okay. Yeah, I think he's just above everybody. Because like he does, he has one more than, it was before Logan, I think he had one more than Daniel Ratcliffe as Harry Potter. Because he did eight as Potter. Right. And I think when Logan came out, Jackman Seven. had nine. There's eight in Harry showed- Potter movies though. Yeah. Wait, are we counting like are we just counting like cameos like in first class? Yeah. Because those okay, still so count eight. as showing up as the well, character. Well, I got eight. I don't know where you get nine. Oh, he showed up in uh what was it Deadpool 2? That was his face stapled on to something. No, he wasn't in Deadpool no, 2. That was Deadpool was his face stapled on. Deadpool he, 2 is we're the not actual counting a picture of Hugh Jackman. No, Deadpool oh. 2, when he goes back oh. and fixes the timeline. Uh that but, was, that, but that wasn't filmed. That new, wasn't though. filmed. They just took footage out of X Men Origins. That's yeah, still recycled. That's recycled. That's bullshit. I don't count recycled <laughs> shit. Fuck Either way, he's played the character more than anybody in history has played one character on film, as far as I know. And so when he gets recast, people are going to lose their shit. So they're going to want to wait as long as possible if they recast Wolverine, which we still don't know if they're going to do. Because we might just get one appearance by old man Logan with the Avengers, and then we might get fucking Laura Kenny as X-23 and get a young female Wolverine. We might be able to loophole you and say Anthony Daniels and C-3PO, depending on how many things he appeared in. But I- I'm just being difficult right now. Mm. It is a story of two droids and the idiot humans they deal with. Yeah, because with uh, Last <laughs> Jedi, or excuse me. Uh, Rise the Skywalker one or Rise of Skywalker, whatever. He'll have nine there, and I can't remember if he was in Rogue One or not. I thought he had a cameo um, in that, but excuse me, the holiday special. Oh, we don't talk about the holiday special. <laughs> I just did. I, if you are ever curious about how bad that is, don't watch it. Not only is it bad, it's boring. Yeah, uh, that's the worst thing you can do is be boring. You can be bad. That's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but it's better than just being fucking boring and people are like how much time's left in this come on that's like the wrestling thing it doesn't matter if they love you or hate you as long as they're not indifferent indifferent is the death of your character hence why i don't watch wwe programming anymore because i'm mostly <laughs> indifferent to it and because brock lesnar's on there and he has no character and no charisma and I still, can't talk on a microphone i find it hilarious that they have scrubbed from the internet that or you have to look pretty hard to find it that one clip of him saying, I'm going to go home, drink a Coors Light, because Bud Light don't pay me nothing. And crawl on top of my wife. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe crawl on top of my wife. Or lay on top of my wife, I think he said. is particular. Ugh. No, but no, no, no. They, cut, no, they left that in. If you look it up, like Brock Lesnar, like uh, after fight interview, like, that would be the first one that pops up. They just cut that Coors Light and Bud Light out. They kept the lay <laughs> on top of my wife in there. 
but they cut <laughs> is that sponsor bud light was dead in the center of that ring yep and oh i remember the next day he came out uh the like the next day interview or something he came out with like a bud light bottle and he's like i just want to say that uh, i have no preference of beer it's like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's a, just got a panderize there don't you he's a bought and paid for slab of meat uh, uh, I mean, that's all he that is me. he's a chunk of muscle and fucking gristle like there's no personality brock lesnar's barely i don't even think he qualifies as a human he's he's the he's the human cow version of one of those tyson chickens they talk about that have no heads that are just raised in a cage to be killed still married sable that doesn't mean anything i know i mean because yeah sable she, uh, she wanted fake, a, though, weren't they? she wanted a slab of meat to crawl up on top of Chris, okay. you're the expert. Those are fake breasts, right? I'm the expert. <laughs> you're the expert now, apparently. Evidently, I'm the expert. I assumed they were, but I don't know. Hmm. I remember Jacqueline. She had the better body. Oh, uh, the Attitude Era. Like, can we just go back to then? Uh, and when the games are even better? Oh, No Mercy. No Mercy was a great game, actually. God damn, yes. One of the all-time favorites. If you, you find it on PC, you can fucking mod the shit out of it. It's true. So we're talking about games right there. Let's transition into our next news story. E3 was this last week. I focused a lot on the Microsoft event because I had a lot of curiosity about stuff that was going to be coming out. If you follow the official Gunna Geek Twitter, at Gunna Geek, I live-tweeted Microsoft's press conference event at E3, and I just had some highlights I was going to run through of what Microsoft showed. Not all of it is Xbox-exclusive stuff. Some of it is just games they were able to show off. But during their hour-and-a-half, two-hour-long event, they did showcase 60 different games at E3. Jesus Christ, good on them. 60 games, 14 of which... Were Xbox uh, game were Xbox exclusive, I think. 14, 15. That includes some indies and stuff like that. But they did show off a lot of stuff like Star Wars Fallen Jedi, uh, CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk 2077, a bunch of other things. They announced some new studio acquisitions. So I was going to run yeah. through. And one of the more <laughs> interesting things was how the internet reacted to the footage they showed of Cyberpunk 2077, where they unveiled that Keanu fucking Reeves is in the game. Yeah. And he Johnny is basically. Man. Your companion throughout the game, and from what some other breakdowns said, you have implants in your head that are glitching, and that's what causes Keanu to appear in your head and be your partner throughout the game. He recorded tons yeah. of audio and is with oh, you wait. throughout the whole game. So he's not an in-game character. Johnny Silverhand is like a hallucination. He's a hallucination having? that's always with you, evidently. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yes. You know what you could say? It's breathtaking. breathtaking. Yes. <laughs> so if you watch this event live, like wow, Keanu Reeves' character shows up and says some line about, are you going to get up or something like that? And everyone, and I think it's the Microsoft theater, they call it, mm-hmm. just kind of starts geeking out because the internet and pretty much everyone loves Keanu Reeves right now. Oh, yeah. He's the internet's yeah. boyfriend. Th- that is fair. He didn't realize that. Him? Did y'all remember when everybody hated him? No. When, Whoa, like, when? When all the memes were about how bad of an actor he was, like post- when? Like fucking like post speed and Bill and Ted before and before like during this the second and third Matrix when everybody was making fun of how bad of an actor he was when they I forgot lo- how good the first Matrix was. I thought speed was like generally goodly received. I love it, but there was a period like in the late nineties, early two thousands where a lot. I mean, of the general public just seemed to hate Keanu Reeves and think he was a shitty actor. I'll give you after Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I was saying, oh, I oh love- that's the porno version, Bram Stoker's. Bram Stoker's. I'm just saying, yeah. I love it now because people are loving Keanu Reeves, and that is good because he's a good guy. I fucking love him. Yeah, he really is. There's all those stories out there. And then the other thing that started running around the internet was the fact you look at all the pictures Keanu Reeves takes with women, 
fans. He's never actually touching them. He just kind of hovers his arm around them and stuff like that. And like, Keanu's a good dude. Open. Mastered the hover arm. Mastered the hover arm. There's no way you can be like, Keanu's a dirty dude. He grabbed her ass because like she moved as the picture was being taken or something like that. You yep. don't get yeah, that. Like, nope. You can see the hand sticking out at the That's end of the, the frame. Yep. It's that one meme that someone sent me. Is like saying like, yeah, Keanu Reeves has been accused of being nice to everybody. Exactly. And I was like, eh, that's not as good as the one like back when all the whole Me Too first came. I was like, Tom Cruise has been, a, you're not Tom Cruise, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, that was the best one because Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Yes. Come on. So he has a ton of dialogue on CD Projekt Red's uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and they did announce the release date, which is April 16th, 2020. It is coming out. There are folks that were able to play demos on the show floor. You can see videos and reviews on that over on YouTube. Seems like overall, it sounds like it's going to be an interesting game. It's the same folks that made The Witcher, so it should be interesting. Did I'm, you hear about uh, Social Justice, Justice Warriors are attacking it now? I'm sure. Social, never mind. I don't want to go down this path. <laughs> I don't want to go down this path because I'm going to end up getting it. blasted on the internet. Footnote. <laughs> if you want to find out why, I'm sure you can go on Twitter and find out why. Willie Nelson will tell you. Send your hate mail to me, South Porky, at South Porky. There we go. That's over on Twitter. So one of the other things they did announce is that Double Fine Productions has been bought up and made part of Xbox Studios. Why is that an important thing? Those are the folks that in the past made Psychonauts and Brutal Legend. Oh. They have now dropping Psychonauts 2 that is an Xbox slash PC exclusive. Wait, hmm. what? Whoa, 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 say it again? Psychonauts 2, Xbox and PC exclusive. No, it's not. No, no, it's still coming out for the PS4. Are you they sure? That, they said that, that deal was before this acquisition okay. happened. I, I misunderstood that. that. I apologize. No, yeah, you're then. good. No, no, you're good. I'm glad you corrected me. Oh, yeah. It, it's coming out and everything uh, Everything they have announced that was coming out for before is still coming out for it because all that deal was in place before this happened. Okay, fair enough. But this is now. Now is yeah. now. Well, <laughs> they can't undo that deal if that's in place, though. So you're probably right, Willie. I apologize. I did not realize that. No, you're good. I, I just remember seeing something about it in particular. I was like, oh, guys, I forgot Psychonauts was even coming out. Psychonauts 2 was coming out. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's still coming out for PS4. I was like, okay. I didn't even think it was a thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because those guys make some quirky but fun games. Like the original Psychonauts mm -hmm. is a great game. It was underrated, but it's a great I game. I mean, you're missing Grim Fandango. You're missing, uh, uh, what else they do? Uh, they did Grim Fandango? I, didn't, I thought that was Lucas. Mm -hmm. Or they do like the reboot that was done. I think they did the reboot. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. Did they? Uh, didn't they work with Lucas Arts? I'm not 100 percent on this. I'm not 100 percent either. But it's a good acquisition. Tim Schafer is fucking awesome. It's a good acquisition for Microsoft's game studios. They're just building up their catalogs. So they can have a bunch of stuff going forward. They did announce Gears Five, not Gears of War Five, but Gears Five as they are calling it drops on September 10th for Xbox and PC. Uh, you'll be able to play it a few days early if you have Game Pass. Reminder, Game Pass is the service that Microsoft has that you subscribe and you basically get 100, no, I think it's 200 games on Xbox that you can play whenever you want and all Microsoft Studio games come day and release to Game Pass for folks to play. In this case, oh, yeah, four, awesome. days, four days early, you get Gears 5. There's a multiplayer tech test coming up that people will be able to play in July, kind of an open beta multiplayer version. And there is a new horde mode they'll be debuting at GamesCon in August. And if you're a big fan of Terminator, they're doing a Terminator Dark Fate crossover skin pack and weapon pack for Gears 5 that you'll be able to use. It's kind of cool that you'll be able to be like the T-800 if you want. That's neat. I mean, I already am. That's fair. Willie already is. And this will be cross-play PC and Xbox is my understanding from what I'd seen. Because since it's a Microsoft Studios game, it comes out for both systems. Yeah, the Terminator, the, the T-800 is also in the new, what is it, the Blood Harvest game that uh, Behavior is putting out. 
that's a new asymmetrical sci-fi one that they're doing where you can there's three different killers right now and one of the skins is the T800 and you can make you can play any of the killer's abilities but with the terminator skin wait which game that license is getting out there i think it's called blood harvest or something i have mm. to look it up here real quick but yeah it's um i've seen some of the streamers that i follow playing it it's a new behavior game okay there's a there's one that i've been seeing it's not released on console yet it's called uh was it last nightmare the nightmare something where you're like a high school kids escaping from a killer it's kind of like similar i'm sorry no it's death death garden blood harvest oh jesus that's a name yeah that is now it's now back in beta again apparently excuse me they went to beta it had a lot of problems but it's it's another type of asymmetrical game like dead by daylight where it's one killer versus a group of basically survivors but these are scavengers that are trying to find like tech in this weird like fantasy forest and the survivor, the killers are running around trying to you know, murder them so that before they get away. But yeah, it's it's a new, new, really crazy looking sci-fi uh, asymmetrical killer. But yeah, there's three killers in it so far. I think it's still just in beta. I'm not sure. Yeah, the one I've seen was last year, the nightmare. That's the one I've seen. One and the survivors can beat down the killer. Yeah, that's the one there in the school. I saw Monto play mm-hmm. some of that one too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that one looks interesting. I want that to come out for console sometime soon. It'd be interesting. Uh, some other stuff they had they announced. Uh, Sega's online RPG Fantasy Star Online 2 is finally coming to the West. It will Wait. be free to play in spring 2020 on Xbox One and PC. Okay, I saw something about this. this is, like, is this the original one that came out back on the Dreamcast? I believe so. That they've continued to maintain an update for folks out on oh, the Eastern. They did Eastern. not keep it all the way up for 20 years. Regardless, Fantasy Star I think that was Fantasy Star Online you're thinking of. Online oh, 2. Oh, yeah, Fantasy Star Online 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is the sequel which is coming out spring 2020, free to play on Xbox and PC. Fair enough. So that'll be interesting to some folks. This is one that really surprised the shit out of me, and I was excited for They announced, first of all, Borderlands, the Handsome Jack collection or whatever, came to Xbox Game Pass that day, and so did like Arkham Knight and a few other games I wasn't thinking of. In conjunction with that, they announced that that day, for all Borderlands 2 players, they were releasing free DLC called Commander Lilith and the Fight for Sanctuary, that is basically what bridges you from Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 3. Free DLC for the first month that is out, then it becomes paid DLC. But I started Ooh, I playing it, and it's really good. Hmm. I doubt I'll ever play it, but I need to download it just in case I ever get the yep. wild hair. Download it just yep. in case. It, it was interesting because I had not picked up my copy of Borderlands in ages. I had bought the Handsome Jack collection at one point in time, and I had taken my Xbox 360, and I had ported my character over to my Xbox One, thankfully, because I don't know where my Xbox 360 currently is. So the characters I had had already moved over to my Xbox One. So thankfully, when I reinstalled the game, all of my saved game files were still there. It just reestablished my character, and my level 46 commando was there and ready to go with this new DLC. And it was awesome. I have only played about two, three hours of it right now, but it's fun. It It's interesting. And Borderland 2K is taking a bit of a beating because Chris Hardwick's character is featured fairly predominantly in this DLC, and people... Still have strong feelings about Hardwick one way or another. Wait, Let's put it that way. Which character was his? So did you ever play Tales from the Borderlands, the uh, Telltale game? The first episode, maybe some of the second? So I can't remember. The Borderlands 2 DLC takes place after Tales from the Borderlands. So okay. his character, Vaughn, from Tales from the Borderlands is now the in Borderlands character. 2, the main character. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. So the actions that happen in Tales from the Borderlands actually have impact in Borderlands 2. There is a main character from Borderlands that dies in Tales from the Borderlands. And one of the quests in Borderlands 2 is setting up a memorial for them. I'm not going to spoil it in case you guys get a chance to play it. 
Fair. Fair. See, I'm nice like that. <laughs> they did also announce that Xbox Game Pass was being extended to PC now. So there is a PC version of Xbox Game Pass that has 100 games on it, I believe, right now. It went live that day. Things like uh, Imperator Rome, Football Manager 2019, Halo the Master Chief, and Halo Reach are some of the things that are on Game Pass for PC. Now, when you say Football Manager, you mean... Soccer. No, that's football. Football, yeah, sorry. Um, Do you know why football's called, called fo- American football's called football? Because we're assholes and appropriated it. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It, it, it's because the ball is a foot long. Well, there you it's go. literally a foot long ball. Interesting. So when they yeah. announced when they announced yeah. Game Pass for PC, they said there's the three services out there. There's Xbox Live Gold, there's Game Pass for Xbox, and there's Game Pass for PC. We've got all these services. We want to make it easy on you. They combined them, if you want, to a service called Game Pass Ultimate. For 15 bucks a month, you get Xbox Live Gold, Game Pass for Xbox, Game Pass for PC. So you get access to, I think they said it's a total of almost 350 games that you can play, and then Xbox Live Gold. Not a terrible deal. They're running an upgrade promo that it was a dollar to upgrade, and it basically upgrades your existing Xbox Live Gold experience. So I now have Xbox Live Ultimate or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate until August of next year because it upgraded my subscription. I got this. I got this. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, and he actually did. Oh, I did. You did. I did. Um, they also announced as part of the Xbox Game Pass for PC, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition is being released again with remastered audio and 4K graphics. If you played any of those strategy games and things like that back in the day, Age of Empires 2 was amazing. I wouldn't know. And Daniel's in the chat room. And it is a mo- you can do Game Pass Ultimate for a monthly subscription because I believe that's what I'm being asked. But you can also buy it ahead. You can buy it in advance. I think you can buy like a year's worth and redeem it. How much it. is a year's worth? I don't know off the top of okay. my head. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know because I upgraded with that dollar offer and then didn't really think about it. And yeah, I will say Game Pass has given me a chance to play some games I hadn't played before. Like Metro Exodus just went and hit it and I wanted to play that one. So I've got Metro Exodus on there. I've got a few of the other Microsoft exclusives I hadn't tried. Like, I pulled up Sea of Thieves. I hadn't played since the beta. And I was like, you know, they've done a lot of work since that beta. This game's actually pretty well polished now. It looks fun. It's just, it looks like you would have to play that with friends. Yes, it's very hard if you're just trying to jump into random parties, it seems like. So, I haven't got a chance to play it much, but I figured I would try it. Because they're running some promo that if you played Sea of Thieves any in the next week from when this happened, they gave you a Spartan-modeled pirate ship like Halo Spartan modeled. And I was like, I kind of want this. Let's find out what it is. And then if I want to keep playing it, we'll do that. So it was interesting stuff. Now, the two other things that were announced, I didn't get into all the games. There's a ton of games. The things that I was waiting to hear about was Microsoft's Project X Cloud and their Project Scarlet. So we did get some information on X Cloud. Not as much as I wanted, but this is Microsoft's cloud gaming service it's very similar in a lot of thought to what google stadia is which is google's thought of we've got a bunch of pcs and servers that we'll spin up games for and we'll just stream them to you so that we do all the heavy lifting microsoft's xcloud sounds similar but we got a bit more detail according to phil spencer he said it turns your xbox you can turn your xbox one into your own personal and free xcloud server whether you're using a console in our data center or your console at home this october you'll be able to use our hybrid gaming cloud to play your games wherever you go. So there will probably be a cost if you do not have your own Xbox to basically lease, for lack of a better term, their hardware in the Azure cloud. But it sounds like if you have your own Xbox, you can stream all of your games from your Xbox 
to wherever you are on whatever device you're on. The beta is going to start in October. We don't know a ton of what's going to happen with it, but originally they talked about this is basically Xbox hardware they've put in cloud servers to make accessible to folks. I'm curious to see what happens in October. They're on the showroom floor the day after their event. They were doing some demos for folks. The folks over at Ars Technica were there, and I'm trying to get these stats right. They were playing on a Galaxy S8 phone with a hardwired controller to it. They were streaming to a server that was in San Francisco. They were in Los Angeles for E3. They were, however, on Microsoft's Wi-Fi that was probably locked down to just those devices on it, but lots of interference would be possible. Using a cell phone, they found out there is a 63 millisecond input latency playing on the cloud version compared to, I think it was a 60 millisecond latency that Digital Foundry measured on the Xbox One version of Halo 5. So we're talking a two to three second additional, two to three additional milliseconds of latency for streaming. This is an ideal solutions, of course. So interesting. Hmm. That's pretty fucking comparable. Like, we, yeah, we, we don't know what the prices are going to be, anything like that. But a lot of people are theorizing if Microsoft combined all of their subscription services into one bundle you can buy, that maybe the xCloud gaming is part of that. And then it's kind of compelling if you're saying, hey, we're Microsoft for 15 bucks a month. You get access to all the PC games that we're offering on here, all of our games and Xbox Game Pass. And oh, you don't own an Xbox? That's cool. You can stream from our servers to your PC or to your uh, set-top box equipment or any of these things and be able to play these games. If they're literally rolling out a service that's 15 bucks a month to play games and you don't need to have your own hardware other than a controller potentially, that would be kind of neat. The future scares me. I don't like it. <laughs> that's because you got shit internet. <laughs> that's true. But to be fair, that's yeah. one of the problems like with it. all of this. All of these uh, cloud gaming services are great. If you have a robust internet connection, but you've got to have yeah. a shitload of bandwidth because I think it was my uh, Google Stadia. They recommended a minimum 10 megabits 35. per second to be able to play 35 to get oh, ideal, yeah. which would give yeah. you 4K HDR. But people start doing the math. And if you play, you're going to if you have a data cap, you're going to hit that data cap real fast, basically, is what it comes yeah. to. Because if so, you're pushing 4K visuals down, it, it adds up. So we need to push for no da data caps. Fuck you, ISPs. Give us the internets. Yeah, I know, right? I, I think the best way to sum up Ars Technica's demo of xCloud in there, they said Halo 5 is nearly indistinguishable from local play when they were playing it on xCloud. Now, again, this is in relatively ideal solutions because they've got their own Wi-Fi on the showroom floor that nothing else is on but their devices. Granted, there's a ton of Wi-Fi interference, but I'm really curious to see where they go with this. Sony's got their cloud solution. They're going to be partnering with Microsoft for additional cloud-based stuff. Google Stadia is going to be dropping soon. I'm curious to see where they go with it. From a convenience standpoint, I think it's kind of cool that if I got bored out somewhere, I could pull up my cell phone, potentially launch my Project X Cloud app on my cell phone, and then start playing like Halo or something on my Xbox via my phone. That could be cool. Or it could really suck. Really suck. I think they were talking to Phil Spencer in one of their interviews who heads up the Xbox division. And he was in Asia at one point in time. And while he was riding the train somewhere, he goes, well, I'm going to spin up this X Cloud stuff. And he loaded X Cloud that connected back to the server in San Francisco. And he goes, well, it connected. It sure as hell wasn't playable, but it connected. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a lot of hops. And they're going to yeah. have the same problem Google has is if you're not close to a data center, you've got a lot more latency that comes into play. Yeah, they, they know where they're aiming. It's just a question of if the tech is ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. And then if the tech's ready for it, are the customers ready for it? Because, yeah, people like Willie are not going to be streaming 4K video games. 
if you live in a more rural area where the internet connection isn't solid and really fucking fast. Yeah, Will, you probably get what about five or seven megabits. The last time we tested, was that what? Uh, six. Uh, my when they sold it to me, it was six max. It was supposed to be twelve, but I couldn't get that strong coming through here. Yeah. So, so the you would not. Is, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the problem is the uh, the people I live behind. They don't have cable going to their house. That's the one problem. Like if they had like mm-hmm. cable and stuff, there'd be probably no problem. I probably have like two hundred tops. Mm-hmm. Well, you can hope that maybe one day they'll have that. <laughs> I mean, I hope the one day not be here anymore. Well, there is also that. The final thing Microsoft announced, and they didn't give a ton of detail, but it is the next gen Xbox called Project Scarlet. That is a code name right now, I imagine. They did say. It will release in a holiday season 2020, so we're assuming November, <laughs> December 2020. It was also announced that Halo 5 is a launch title alongside it. The pitch about Project Scarlet sounds very similar to what Sony said about PlayStation 5. Basically, they're emphasizing reducing load times. They will have a solid-state hard drive, which can be used as virtual RAM to cut down on load times. There's an AMD processor that they say is, quote, four times more powerful than Xbox One X. And they're going to use GDR6 RAM. The device will be capable of doing 8K resolution at 120 frames per second. There's also a rumor that all of the xCloud hardware in the cloud is not going to be Xbox Ones. It's going to be Project Scarlet devices. Now, Phil Spencer did also make a big point of saying during this that they wanted all games across Xbox to be playable on all devices right now. Meaning that if you had a backwards compatible Xbox original game, it will be playable on Project Scarlet. If you have an Xbox One game, it will be playable on Project Scarlet. He did also announce in regards to Halo Infinite, and it did say after the fact, it is coming to the Xbox family of devices, meaning PC, Project Scarlet, and it seems like from everything they've said, also Xbox One will be capable of playing Halo Infinite. Mm. But the best experience would be on Project Scarlet. What what Sony and Microsoft are announcing, they sound pretty much like they're the same damn thing. They all have similar kinds of processors, similar kinds of RAM, similar kinds of plans for going forward. It's just going to be interesting to see how they compare as we proceed. I am happy about the one difference, though. Project Scarlet, Xbox, Xbox One, X-Bone, PS5. Well, this is this <laughs> isn't the official name yet simple. either. Let's be honest. No, they're gonna change it to some other stupid fucking thing, but that's the one thing I love. Sony's just like, no, just add a fucking number. Like, just keep it simple, stupid. PS Five. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that Sony has never fucked around. They've never tried to throw any other. No, no X's. No, no, no fucking random letter bullshit. No BMW S Five. Just motherfucking PS Three, PS Four. Uh, we'll do the PS Five next. <laughs> Like, it makes things so easy, so simple. You don't got to think about it. I'll be getting a PS5. Thank you. <laughs> You're beautiful. I'm waiting to see what both things have. Right now, I'm leaning towards Xbox because I like Halo. So, I, But again, if it's coming to the family of Xbox systems, I don't know that I really care about buying a Project Scarlet immediately. So I'll probably just kind of wait and see. And I have an Xbox One X, and it sounds like most games coming forward are going to be playable on that still. So why upgrade? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the problem they run into is there's a lot of folks that might have upgraded to Xbox One X because they wanted the better visuals and things like that. And they go, what, what's the value in me upgrading to Project Scarlet right now? Quicker load times? I'm okay. I can I can save some... T- I can not do that right now. And we also don't know the cost of this or PlayStation 5. And it could be when that cost comes out, there's a lot of people go, <laughs> fuck that, and wait a couple years. Very true. I mean, because let's be honest, we've seen a bunch of price drops in Xbox One X a year after it came out. I was a launch buyer, I fully admit it, but 
I don't know. It's interesting to see where they go. I'm really curious to see what all we learn about the PlayStation 5 when Sony has their event of whatever kind it's going to be. They were not at E3, which I'm not sure was a good idea or not. But oh, it was probably a good idea. You know what else wasn't at E3? Anthem. No, I think they I mean, mentioned it in like 30 <laughs> seconds and then moved on. Uh huh. They don't want to talk about it. You can still buy it for like 22 bucks on sale if anyone wants to play. Yeah, and it, it's pretty again. But uh, the last update I saw, they took the roadmap and stripped it. So it's about the the least positive thing I've seen is they took their roadmap of the, all the things we got coming out this year and they took a bunch of shit out of it. That's the last thing you want to see for someone that spent $140 in this fucking game. But it's still the funniest, the funnest, prettiest flight simulator I've ever played. Eh, Iron Man simulator with limited flight. Yeah, that's why I didn't say Iron Man simulator. <laughs> you know what? Well, it's not a flight simulator then. If it's just limited, that's still flight. It's just not unlimited flight. It's not flying. It's falling with style. A year from now, if they get the cataclysm stuff yeah. done, if they fix the loot system and everything else that they are planning goes well, a year from now, Anthem might be great. Again. A year from now, people are going to be focused on other stuff. That's the problem. Is if you don't, yeah. if unless you lock people in, it's really tough to have them come back if they leave. It's the same problem they ran into on Destiny 2, things like that. Because a year from now, I'm going to have Halo Infinite, which is... No, I won't. I'll be I'll be six months away from it. I don't know. But if there's going to be some other thing that comes <laughs> out that makes me go, I want to play this. And I'll be like, I forgot about these other games I wanted to play. Same problem that Microsoft had with uh, Sea of Thieves, is it came out and it was kind of weak at launch. And then it bled a bunch of customers off. So it's really tough on these online games like that to be able to maintain your audience if you don't hook them. Yep. And yeah, the, the numbers are getting sad when you look at the like the people streaming on uh, Twitch. Like I looked at it last night after I streamed some Dead by Daylight, and it was like seventeen thousand people were streaming Dead by Daylight. Fucking twenty three thousand were streaming Apex Legends, and under of the three I follow is those two and Anthem. And under Anthem, the number was a seventy three. So yeah, it's under a hundred now. So of the you know tens of thousands of streamers online on Twitch. Less than a hundred of them were streaming Anthem. Like those are not good numbers. Apex Legends is running into that same problem too. It started off hot and a bunch of people dropped off as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, new goddamn map. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they 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 also did a kind of half-assed version of their first season, which they have basically publicly acknowledged with their announcement for season two. They're like, oh yeah, we're taking out all the stat trackers and uh, level pass bullshit. They didn't call it bullshit, but like. The, one of the one of the guys at the E three basically said, "We're taking all the garbage out and giving you stuff that you want in the second battle pass." <laughs> so like he completely acknowledged what they did wrong, which and also it's a game that was you know free to play, dropped fully formed, and kicks ass and kicks ass to the point I deleted Overwatch from my PS four. <laughs> I don't fucking play Overwatch anymore because yeah. Apex Legends is a thing, and Apex Legends is more fun. And even when the games suck, they don't take as long. Like. Yeah, I, I, I love fucking Apex Legends. I play that more now than almost any game I've played online. Like, I do not enjoy Fortnite, and I was getting sick of the toxic world in which fucking uh, Overwatch lives, and I don't want to go back to Battleborn. So, yeah, I've been playing <laughs> a fuck ton of the Apex Legends, and I love that game. I'm super excited for fucking Watson and the new uh, Season 2 Battle Pass and the, the possible changes to the map. Like, yeah, that game is a blast. I love it. That just reminds me of uh, uh, people were saying that they did not want like a battle pass type thing for Dead by Daylight, but I'm okay with this. 
fully because yeah. it means I actually will get some cosmetics. Because yeah. I don't want to pay money for cosmetics, real world money. And they're too goddamn expensive. Yeah, the shard costs the economy on Dead by Daylight for their cosmetics is insane. Or a perk that can be used on every survivor or every killer costs one-fifth as much as a t-shirt does. Like, it's insane that you can buy powers that are effective in-game for less than the cost of cosmetics. Like, it makes no sense the way they have their economy set up. So yeah, I think the idea of a battle pass type thing, well, like they're calling it uh, the Rift, I think, for Dead by Daylight. I'm super stoked. Yeah, even if you don't pay for it every season, you're going to get season specific cosmetics for free just by playing what you're doing anyways. Yeah, it's like the uh, like the, when they have like the summer or winter events. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's going to be you know yeah the Halloween you know uh, harvest season you know clothes will be Lunar New Year because yeah they have all the seasonal events in Dead by Daylight anyways. So yeah, that game's getting nothing but better and better. And yeah, I'm I'll talk about it later also in what I'm getting into because I got some more uh, public test build time. So, Willie, wrap us up on this news. What do you got for us? Oh, shit. You assumed I have news? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you said you had news earlier. I, I, I remember know, I things. What it was. I thought you were speculating <laughs> to me earlier, but you just passed right by it. But um, uh, So, I just have like a little blurb. I saw that um, not only did Microsoft and Sony uh, team up uh, with my news of the week last week, but apparently Microsoft was looking at porting... Uh, what I say, the Master Chief Collection to the PS4, uh, apparently not too long ago, as reported by uh, Colin Moriarty, uh, formerly of IGN and formerly of Kind of Funny. Uh, he said uh, he said during a recent episode of his podcast, Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast. So at one point they were thinking about it, which I think would not be that. I mean, I know Halo is a Xbox exclusive, but I think at doing it at this point in time. When the uh, life cycle of the current consoles or next year, new consoles coming out. So I don't think that would really be too much of a hurt to do. It'd just be like free money coming to them. Like we're putting this out on, on a, a competitor console, but we're reaping the benefits of it. And we already mm-hmm. sold all we can on Xbox, so why not? It's not that bad of an idea. I mean, Sony might as well do it to Xbox too. I mean, you get to play some, uh, well, and you already have a PS4 now, Chris, but. The uh, Last of Us is a grand game. Although I'm a little worried about The Last of Us 2. Because is that still coming out for the PS4? Is that going to be PS5? Is it going to be like the, the first uh, Last of Us where it came out right at the end and they just ported it right over with 60 frames a second? God, that was silky smooth. It makes me wonder if those exclusive contracts have a time limit on them. What do you mean exclusive contracts? Like like Spider-Man being PS4 exclusive. Okay, well, that's a little bit different because that's a uh, uh, you know Marvel owns that IP. Yeah. yeah. When when Microsoft themselves own the rights to Halo, yeah, so that's a little bit different. I would say it just it just it makes me wonder if those if those exclusivity when they have exclusive on certain consoles if they have a time limit on them. Uh, I mean, there is definitely a, a time limit for the people to own it. Like um, that's what happened with Activision and all the Marvel games. Uh, back in the day, which I'm surprised they came back out with Ultimate Alliance one and two. Very surprised <laughs> that because Activision, you know, they lost they lost their license or they didn't lose their license. You know, they, you know, yeah, it expired. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you couldn't get any of the DLC after a certain period of time, uh, unless you already bought it. Then you can, of course, go back and re-download it. But you can't. Like uh, they took out the uh, the Juggernaut DLC and like the extra characters for Ultimate Alliance two. They took those away where you couldn't buy them anymore in the PS3 store once that license was done. Yeah. Or the games, so you couldn't even download the games. 
or you couldn't buy the games to download. That's what I meant. Yeah. So I know there's all, but I mean, with Microsoft owning Halo, like, I mean, what are they going to do? Like, oh, we, we're just going to lose our license to ourselves. Yeah. And they can choose what to do with it, whatever. That's, I mean, they're also, they keep, like, they keep porting Minecraft to other consoles and they own, what was it, Mojang? Mohang? Mojang. How you Mojang. Such an odd name. But um, yeah, they, they, they keep porting out. So they don't care. So, I mean, it'd yeah, be interesting. I would hope they enable cross play if it were ever to come to PlayStation so that you Ooh, can actually... yeah. I don't think it is. I mean, that's like, but... I mean, that the, the, the way they say like they were thinking about doing it is, you know, it's, that's a step in the right direction. At least it's, a, it's not two steps back. I mean, say what you want. Both Sony and Microsoft at this point in time are saying the right things about wanting to do what's right for the game industry. It's just a matter of do the actions back up what's being said. Yep. Yeah, we want cross-platform play. Sony, it's on you now because you're in the number one. I know back I know back last generation, Xbox was number one, at least in the beginning of the uh, cycle. And then Xbox didn't want to do it. So, I mean, it's, whoever's in the lead don't want to do it. That's so, just that's all it is. I'm not trying to be an Xbox defender for that time, of, oh, good. time frame. Good. But I think we've also seen a shift in the kind of games we're playing and where crossplay would be more important because we're starting to get into these things like uh, Apex Legends or Fortnite and things like this where people are playing them on multiple kinds of devices, Xboxes, PCs, ga- uh, tablets, phones, things like that. And we're starting to get to this point where there's so many different ways you can play. Being pigeonholed into one set of folks doesn't really work. It's like well, yeah. being in a pie chart and you can't move to the other section <laughs> of the pie. Right. Yeah, Dead by Daylight's coming to the Switch and they're yeah. working on their mobile release. So, like, that's going to be a game that's on every platform now. And I'm if they could, mistake. yeah, but if they could cross play it, I mean, I, I agree with the hybrid pandas that he shouldn't think he doesn't think that mobile should be in with everybody else. Mm. But if you could get Xbox, PS4, and uh, con- or uh, PC players all oh, yeah. and Switch players oh. all on the same servers, like that, that makes it to where it's not so hard to find a fucking match. I would be against uh, Switch just uh, being included in that just because of, I mean, like that console cannot like match Xbox or, or PS4, definitely not PC. It cannot match that. So it might give like an advantage or disadvantage to, you know, those players well, because the, you got to figure they're not going to drop on movement. They're going to drop on visuals. So like their, their, their game isn't going to look as good on switch, visuals but it should still run as well. The problem will be draw distance. Uh, if they reduce the draw that, distance, yeah. that's yeah. not good for games like that. And that's, that's generally, at, yeah. that's like what they did in Fortnite and stuff is they reduced the draw distance and things like that. And yes, it made it playable on there, but th- there is a problem where if you're trying to find a sniper that's shooting at you across the map, if your draw distance is reduced, it's tougher. I think that also helps on Dead by Daylight where it's a game that's much... The maps that you're on are so much smaller than things like Apex Legends and Fortnite where it's a giant open world that gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, basically, the the Dead by Daylight maps that you start on, even the biggest ones, are not that large. So it's a, it's a lot less for the game system to render. That's true. Yeah, so it's interesting. Oh, and real quick, uh, Willie, I don't know if you were planning on getting the Final Fantasy VII remake because they did put a launch uh, date out there for it. If you I'm were a- if you were going to pre-order it, it is fifty dollars on Amazon right now. Fuck uh, chocobos. Uh, I will say that um, 
I am interested, but didn't they say at one point in time that they were going to release it like in like three different parts? That's what I had heard too. I'd heard five even. So I don't know if this is basically similar to what you would have gotten with a Telltale game where you buy part one and the other four parts come with it. I don't know what they're doing there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't really say anything one way or the other with this. Like, is this, I want them to just say your shit. Tell us what you're doing. I, I 100% agree with you. I don't know what they're doing. I just was poking a little bit there to be like, hey, you can get this game now if you want. But that being just, said... Just oh, say your shit. Did they even announce when the Avengers <laughs> game was coming out? Like the date? They didn't announce a date, I don't think. Okay, I'm just curious. They you did stunt say... Double, stunt Double Avengers? I'm all right with that. It's good value brand Avengers. They did also say that uh, <laughs> the beta will go first to PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Uh, did they even announce when that's going to They happen? did not announce that either. I believe it's just oh, 2020. Wait. Are you telling me they said playstation and not playstation 4 they did not specify which playstation uh, don't hurt okay yourself. i lied uh, no that's end game it just showed me i'm trying to find avengers game information oh the because it changed game to end game on auto my bad <laughs> sorry guys uh may 15th 2020 is what it says for marvel's Ooh. avengers the game Ooh, for the hmm. beta or for the release? For the release. Oh, schnitzels. That's quickly coming. That's a year away. Oh, less than a year away. 11 months. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. They did also announce for the Avengers game that all DLC and character packs are free. I'm sorry, what Say it, What was that? All DLC and character packs are free. And I'm also a little curious about this game because I've heard, I heard mixed things. Is this supposed to be just like a single-player game or is this it's like a both. game as a service? It's both. It has a single-player campaign, but it also has a cooperative online component, supposedly. So, But is this a games as a service, though? So where you're basically buying loot boxes and stuff like that? That no, uh, more like um, they're constantly like uh, like uh, like Fortnite or, or okay. Dead so by, they like, seem to indicate that updated. Yes, so they seem to indicate that was the plan. They had a roadmap for years worth of content, but I don't know if that was for the single player campaign or the cooperative online element. I don't know, and I don't know if the online co op basically advances the single player story or anything like that. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I I got a year to wait on that because you you know it comes out next month that I've been waiting for. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Oh my god, you goddamn beautiful bastard! You you read my <sighs> I know. Goddamn. I can't. I cannot wait for that game. They announced that release date, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> that's fair whatever but i thought it was coming out next week this coming tuesday i was like yeah i'm waiting for it yeah then you fucking ruined that for me last week i was hoping i was, like, was going to be wrong because hey, uh, I, I don't know where i got my mind june i have no I idea either. where different jnu month but that does wrap up our news of the week discussion oh, this right. week there, there's a shitload of game news out there guys we couldn't touch all of it i don't think any podcast in the network could touch all of it but i'm sure if there's Ooh. something you want us to talk more about that came out at e3 Send one of us a tweet. You have our Twitter handles or send it directly to at ATGN podcast and say, hey, I want to hear your asshole, you asshole's opinion on this topic. And we'll be happy to tell you our opinion. Yeah, we'll touch whatever you want. Um, okay, then. So I'm just going to ignore that that happens. Say, hey, <laughs> we're down to the end of the show. And how we wrap things up is with a traditional segment called What I'm Into. It's our oh, chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and or nerdy things. We but what about into. the promo read? There is no promo read, Willie. Oh, no, there is a promo read. Ready for it? None. Episode none. The description is none. That's why I read. That's what I'm reading here for you folks. <laughs> Thank you, Willie. Thank you for reading the show notes. 
Get your shit together, other network uh, podcasts on the network. <laughs> so if you guys want to see the show notes as we discuss things, we do release them every week with each episode. You'll find them in the episode notes when we post it. But it's generally bit.ly slash ATGN, whatever the episode number is. So you can find them yourselves there. So bit. Sorry. Don't tell them to do that. They're just going to see how lazy I am. It's read-only stuff. It doesn't matter. They already know. They already know anyways. <laughs> so, for instance, this week, if you wanted to read our show notes, it's bit.ly slash ATGN362. And that's ATGN, all caps. That will take you directly to our show notes. For every episode we do, we put that information there. And generally, with a link accompanying the News of the Week story we're talking about. I didn't put a link with mine this week because it's an aggregation of multiple sources of stuff. Of but that's course. neither here nor there. We're down to what I'm into. We're sharing what we've been getting into. And uh, Willie, kick us <gasps> off. I get to go first this time? You can go you can first. Go well, I don't know. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, you can't have it. Break the seal, Willie. Break the seal. Nope, you can't have it. I'm taking it back. Oh, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm taking it back. Oh, but I gotta break the seal. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I went to go see Godzilla in theaters. You, uh, you shall, shall not pass! No, you don't get it. <laughs> you cock blocked yourself. It's not the first time this happened. I'm so glad I found that. I can tell you that, the time I cock blocked myself because I was so. You shall not pass. Now my Oh, I forgot about the pink part. That's good. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, so beautiful. glad you did that, Willie. That, that was oh. beautiful. All right, the only thing I got is I watched Godzilla: King of the Monsters, and was a little disappointed because someone told me it's mostly all monster fighting, and that's not true at all. I mean, it's still good. Mm. I thought it was going to be like more they monster fighting. They probably said that by comparison to the last Godzilla movie that only had ten minutes of Godzilla in it. I forget who told me that or the context. So, I remember that one thing blurb sticking in my mind. It's like, oh, it's mostly monster fighting. I was like, okay, it sounds awesome. What I heard was As there's a lot movie. more monster fighting this time is what okay. I heard. Well, I mean, I wasn't like disappointed. Like, oh, this movie's terrible. I mean, I was just like, uh, just because I went with that mindset, there was going to be more. That's why I was disappointed. But it was still a good movie. Not going to deny that. I mean, uh, and the main characters like the, the uh, was Maggie Gyllenhaal. Is that who that was? I have no idea. The, the main woman, the mother. I don't know who the mom is. The only one I know is the kid who's his eleven. Yeah, let me know. Uh, yeah, her, yeah, her mother. But anyway, um, yeah, were they in the last movie? Because they weren't Brian Cranston. <laughs> he died. I don't early. think so. It's like it's like it seems like the way it starts out. Because I don't remember the last Godzilla movie that, that this is a sequel to. I was like, wait, are these characters were they in the last movie? I don't remember. I still don't. I didn't go back and look it up. But yeah, because the last one was uh, Brian Cranston and then uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Wait, really? Yeah, wait, it was, wait, 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 uh, which Quicksilver? Uh, the Marvel Quicksilver, uh, Kickass. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. There you go. I mean, like Kickass. Yeah, both were in there, <laughs> which was very weird because in Godzilla they played husband and wife, uh, and then in Avengers they play brother and sister, and well, in Ultimate Avengers in the Marvel Universe yep. they're mm -hmm. brother and sister, and <laughs> they're a couple, which is yeah, fucking gross. Crossover. <laughs> Yeah, they did the crossover live in the movies. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Uh, go next, and I'll be back. Uh, the mom is Vera Farmiga. Excellent. So I'll go next. My stuff's pretty short. I mentioned it earlier. Borderlands 2. I've gone back to game I hadn't touched in like four or five years, and I've been having fun with the new DLC that was put out. 
I will probably end up buying Borderlands 3 at some point. I'm not sure if it'll be a launch game for me or not, but I forgot how much I enjoyed those games. So I've been playing that and blowing up stuff in the Borderlands. And then I watched a new show that was on Discovery last night. Adam Savage has a new show on Discovery Channel called Savage Builds, where he he builds new things each week. And if you guys know, he's also into the maker community and building things. This week, with the permission of Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios, Adam Savage made his own Mark II Iron Man armor out of titanium. He also flew in it. What? Yeah. Like, he actually got it off the ground. He got it off the ground. And it's 3D printed titanium. And how they get into how you 3D print titanium, it's absolutely fascinating. I've only watched, like, the first third of the episode before I came down here, where he'd actually started putting the suit together, things like that. It looks straight like the Mark II Iron Man armor from the movies. And he's learning how to use some kind of jetpack contraption. And in the end, and I saw on Twitter... He actually flew in the Mark II Iron Man suit. Now, it did not fly like you see on screen where he's got repulsor no. boot jets and things like that. But with a jetpack rig, he flew the Iron Man II armor. Yeah. And didn't die. And didn't die. That dude is awesome. That dude is, yeah. Dude's living the dream. He got permission <laughs> from Kevin Feige and Marvel to let him build an Iron Man two, an Iron Man Mark II suit. He also got the original 3D drawings from them when he asked to do that so they could use those as a baseline to be able to oh. print the suit on a 3D printer out of titanium. They 3D printed fucking titanium. And he gets but, into the process of how you 3D print yeah. titanium and how long it took. So part of what they build this show as is he's going to do that. But he also proves that the suit is bulletproof and explosion proof. So they shoot bullets at the suit. They then blow things up outside the suit that he's built to show whether a person would be able to survive it. So it's like a combination of Mythbusters and building things, but more emphasis on the building. And supposedly, holy shit, <laughs> supposedly Tori from Mythbusters is in this episode. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And it looked like in the preview when he's blowing things up, he's got Carrie Byron with him. So he's done like a mini Mythbusters reunion in his Savage Builds show. I cannot wait to finish this episode afterwards. I've just gotten to the part where he's 3D printed the suit and gone to get jetpack lessons. But it looks really cool. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to make your own Iron Man suit. It's another thing to get the blueprints from Marvel to make it exactly like the actual Iron Man suit. And permission from Marvel. Like, wow. He's even got, so, like, a light-up arc reactor. It's the only part of it that he's not going to test for bulletproof because it's, like, a transparent ceramic. So that he can yeah. have an arc reactor in the his chest. But the rest of the suit is made of titanium. And then they're going to go and shoot bullets at his titanium suit once he gets it all put together. Not with anyone in it, it didn't look like. Like I said, I haven't finished it yet. I really wanted to finish it. But I was watching and went, shit, I gotta go downstairs for a podcast. And that's what ended up happening there. What network is the show on? Discovery Channel. Discovery. This is legit Damn. Discovery Channel content here versus yeah, some of the other stuff you see on Discovery and be like, how is this like science and weird shit? This is Adam Savage gets to build crazy shit. And it's on like Friday nights at nine o'clock, I think it is. Something like that. I'm sure it's on Discovery's uh, website for folks to watch. Yeah, I'm going to have to find that episode. Or on that Hulu or something like awesome. that. Awesome. <laughs> I, I will look and see if I can find it online uh, to stream for legit. And it's called Savage Builds? Savage Builds. You can watch full episodes and more on Discovery's website, it says. Nice. And yeah, Google Autocorrect starts with Savage Builds Iron Man. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit. That is amazing. Yeah. That dude leads a charmed fucking life. Dude's just having a bunch of fun, and I'm really jealous. Like, really yeah. jealous. It makes me wish I'd have fucking gone into special effects like right out of high school and just moved to L.A. and started uh -huh. building stuff. Because that would just be the funnest fucking job in the world. 
wouldn't it though? And evidently this is each week is a different thing he's going to build and try and prove what you can do with it. But they certainly uh, shot swung for the fences with episode one where he builds the Mark II Iron Man suit. Well, come on. It's the pilot. Yeah. So he's got a pilot a suit. Literally. <laughs> like that's fucking fantastic. God, I can't believe they let him do that. And I can't believe he did it without killing himself. Yeah. The it, fact that him, the fact that him and Jamie are still alive is still amazing. They have great safety precautions on fucking all the shows they've done, but they have done some crazy fucking shit over their years. Like those dudes are nuts. So some <laughs> other stuff they're saying he's going to do. He decides to try and make a functional ZF one, the infamous weapon from fifth element. He tries to make a sword from a meteorite. He, he has a decked out Mad Max car. He's going to build on this show, stuff like that. Now it's a matter of how successful he ends up being. Cause if you build a bunch of crazy shit, God knows. And it's 10 p.m., excuse me, on Discovery Channel, following BattleBots. So they've paired Adam Savage up with BattleBots. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, that's that's good content association. <laughs> Here we go. Here is the official preview they put on, on CNET. It's an eight-episode series. It features Savage making epic creations like a 3D-printed titanium suit of armor inspired by Iron Man films that actually flies. Each episode focuses on one project as he collaborates with experts, colleagues, and friends who include Peter Jackson, Tori Balaci, and others. One episode has him attempting to create a working version of one of the most notorious engineering failures, the British military's World War II rocket-propelled explosive weapon called the Great Panjam Drum. I probably screwed that up. NASA engineer Adam Steltzer will be on hand to help with the design. That's, that's amazing. He's just getting to build all sorts of crazy stuff. And the Iron Man suit looks awesome amazing when you start to get pictures of it it it's awesome and i'm super jealous i wish i could be involved in some way shape or form other than just being a fan who is geeking out <laughs> but that's what i've been getting into how about you anthony what are you getting into oh uh, lots of stuff it's been a busy week um i started jessica jones season three this weekend because that just got uh released along with uh the did by daylight blood hunt so i've earned probably earned and spent about See, I've spent about five to six hundred thousand blood points already. I got three more characters up to level fifty that I've been wanting to work on for a while, and I've got I think two hundred and fifty thousand in storage right now. So I'm gonna do enough Leatherface today. Leatherface killer matches seem to be the best for me for getting points. So I'm gonna do enough of those today to save up a million points because that's the cap in Dead by Daylight. And uh, when this blood hunt ends on the 18th, that is the day that Ghostface gets released. Um, the first release of Ghostface last Tuesday on the public test build. Um, instantly got some very negative uh, comments and feedback uh, because he's a stalking stealth killer like Michael Myers to where you crouch down as a ghost face. Um, the crouching itself and turning your power on made a loud global sound so everybody on the map heard it. Um, and then you had to stalk people while in stealth to make them exposed, and then you get a one-hit kill. And so his power was a really cool idea, but they made it to where when the other people can look at you it takes you out of your power originally it was way too sensitive um anybody on a hook anybody on the ground like you could down somebody walk away from them like to go after somebody else turn your stealth on and you instantly be kicked out of stealth because the person on the ground's camera had you on screen so it literally like the power basically didn't work it was almost impossible to get a stealth kill so they didn't think they, they originally announced they weren't sure they're going to be able to get a patch on it before it went live uh, to the actual game, uh, but they did on, I think it was Thursday night, they released an update to Ghostface, and I sat in the queue on the public test build for fucking 35 minutes, waiting to get a match. Finally got one, finally got to play as him, and the new buff updated Ghostface is fucking fantastic. If anything, it's maybe a little too hard to get you out of stealth now. Like, they, they turn the sensitivity way down, 
but with the ability to like hide behind walls and he's the first killer that can actually lean. So you can literally go up to a wall in stealth, <clears throat> lean and look around it. And if you can see a person, you can stalk them. And then they increase the, once you stalk them, they increase the amount of time you have to go and get a hit to get a one hit down. And Ghostface is fucking fantastic now with the buff. So I'm super excited for him to come out onto the live servers. I think what is Tuesday's 18th. So whichever day the 18th is. Yeah, Ghostface is going to be fun. Uh, sadly, they only got the IP for the mask, so it's literally just a character of Ghostface. They invented a new guy who's a reporter that's wearing the mask. So no Sidney Prescott, no nothing to do with Woodsboro, no nothing to do with the movies at all, uh, no new map. It's just a killer release. But still, it's he was fun as hell to play just in the one match I was able to get through on the public test build. And so I'm super excited for that. And then, yeah, the rest of the blood hunt so goes all weekend. So we playing a bunch of Dead by Daylight uh, later today, stick, stored up my blood points so I can buy him and then uh, rank up, rake him up real quick when he comes out. Um, yeah, Jessica Jones is out. I got all cut up. I watched all the Letter Kenny, like, which me and Willie said, one of the funniest damn shows on Hulu. I love it. Uh, and I realize I'm like nine episodes behind on Blind Spot. So I started watching that again last night after I got done playing some video games. But yeah, got all ramped up again because, uh, me and my friend, uh, I got Valin got um, the uh, Dead by Daylight, so she's been playing that with me. So she's been learning how to play Survivor. So we did a bunch of Survivor with friends, but you know it's it's anxiety inducing. It's a stressful fucking game. We were chatting about it at the end of the night, and like it's a hard game to like play, be terrorized by a killer, and then just go to bed. Like it really doesn't fucking work. And honestly, it will give you nightmares. Like it's a fucking some some of those matches when you're playing against a good killer, it can be fucking terrifying having that heartbeat hunting you down and you're getting killed out of nowhere. So we were talking about it and I had mentioned uh, the Borderlands, how they just done the update. And I had asked uh, V if she had played it and she hadn't. And so we went and started the pre-sequel last night at like midnight. And the two of us together were just chatting and BSing as we went through the start of the pre-sequel. And the next thing we realized it was about two in the morning because the fucking Borderlands games are fun and they're hilarious. And we were laughing at the jokes in the game and just having a blast running around the moon, killing shit. And so, yeah, I'm playing uh, the pre-sequel while Chris is over there playing Borderlands 2. And at some point, if uh, V plays Borderlands 2, I'll end up playing that with her because she was smart and got the uh, the Handsome Jack collection when PS4 or PS the PSN network made it free again. So, yeah, anybody that you know didn't already pick that up, hopefully grabbed it when it was free because, yeah, that is a fantastic bundle of games. And, yeah, now I didn't know there was new DLC for Borderlands 2, so I'm going to have to go check that out as well because, yeah, I, I like my Borderlands guy. Is the Commander the one with the turrets? Yes. Thing, yeah, yeah, that's the one I played as. That's yeah, the one I have, and I have him spec so that I can throw two turrets out right now. Which nice. And you can stick them to ceilings and walls with the way mine is spec. So like, I'll throw one to the wall, and I'll throw one into a room of bad guys. Nice. I think I did the one where it's one turret, but it's got the extra shields and the missiles. Yeah, I, I have shields and I, missiles. The one I did. I'm level forty-seven, so I my uh, turrets are overpowered. And then my guy uh, yeah, is yeah. my guy is spec from uh, for minimum recharge time. To put a turret out there so it takes like, me like 30 seconds to recharge my special ability so basically oh, nice. my concept is <laughs> throw my turrets in pick things off from the back then run away until my turrets are back I, I need to try that build yeah i don't think i'm nowhere near that high of level but yeah borderlands are a blast so yeah i'm looking forward to it i know yeah at some point i'll probably be buying borderlands 3 probably not when it launches because yeah buying late buying games at launch has not been uh working for me lately so i'm gonna quit that shit but yeah I, i'll pick it up eventually and then um, I got a huge packet from uh, one Mr. Sean Pryor. Um, I had backed two Kickstarters, and they were both coming out at around the same time. And so eventually, I think uh, he had a delay on one book, 
And so he just said to hell with it, waited. And for the people that backed both, he sent out both. And so I got my cash and carry book one, super sleuth 101 and cash and carry two, the summer sleuth both showed up in the mail. Along with those, I got some cash and carry stickers and then the little, uh, got some little mini promo art pieces. And then a bunch of these, like, they're kind of like little mini postcards almost. Little, like, really cute versions of the characters. They got all the little done in kind of almost like a Funko Pop version of the little characters. It's cute looking little cards. A bunch of those. And then the other book is um, Lifted of Gods and Thieves. So I got a couple stickers for that one with some nice artwork on them. And then a nice little, uh, like, mini poster of the, the cover. And then the cover of the book itself. Yeah, Gifted of Gods and Thieves looks really good. So I get to read all those. And then um, because there was the delay, it was nice. Sean sent a, you know, a nice letter along with the books, you know, apologizing for the delay, you know, and thanking everybody for their support, which was really cool. And then included um, two prints along with it that uh, Martheus Wade did with the, his cat woman and his bat family. And the, the, the bat family one, I have to say, uh, I really enjoy because uh, one Anthony Bachman did the coloring on this print. Nice. And so that's my work on top of Martheus's uh, line work. So that's yeah, kind of cool knowing that that went out to a whole bunch of people. And then um, speaking of Kickstarter, there was something a couple of years ago that I spent about two years working on that I wasn't sure was ever going to do anything. But apparently it's finally coming to fruition. And um, if you go check out uh, pacifist.net or at pacifist game on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see the pacifist card game that I spent about two years working on the artwork for. And after some crazy dealings with some local shysters that didn't pan out, <laughs> the game of pacifist is uh, being taken directly by the guys who created the game and originally came up with the idea of taking it directly to Kickstarter on, I believe July 7th. So put 20 bucks in your savings on your next paycheck. Y'all you fuckers. Cause I expect all of you to buy at least one deck or I'll be very angry with you. I will be ethically first. <laughs> all right. Well, it will be ethically first. Yeah, so uh, Pacifist is coming. Uh, the cards have all been updated. Uh, our, our One of our buddies, Chris, just put out a nice little Instagram video where he showed an update. He had the old pack, the old promo pack, and he like took it out of the way and dropped down the new, bigger, full-size deck with the new box. That's like a much cleaner design that uh, Pete did, which just looks fucking gorgeous. And uh, you know, showed that game opening. So yeah, so it, it is finally apparently done, and it's finally coming out to the public. And so hopefully we will be able to get copies of Pacifist in everybody's hand because it's such a fucking fun game. And I'm so sad that it took this long for it to finally be like to come out because it's been done for a while. And these guys, they started working on the game three years before I even got involved. So this is a game with three years worth of research, three years worth of playtesting before there was even artwork at all. And then during the two years I was doing artwork, they were playtesting that whole time as well. So this game has been playtested like crazy. It's been taken to, I think, seven or eight different gaming conventions where we did like live playtesting with people. It's been to a bunch of card game, like card shops during like magic events and stuff where we just had random people play the game and just, you know, find problems with it. So it's been playtested to hell. Every single card has artwork that's different from every other card. There are no duplicates. Every card is unique in Pacifist, which is something that very few card games these days can say. And honestly, I think the artwork turned out fucking fantastic. So ho hopefully everybody will be ready for that next month. But yeah, so put a couple of ducats aside in your savings account sometime this month during one of your paychecks so you're ready to get some Pacifist next month. I do have a question. What's, up? What's the minimum player count? Um, I guess... Technically, you could play with three or two. I would say four. three. I think three would be like the lowest. 
Um, because of the way it's set you. up, I don't think you could play with two. I think okay. two would be almost impossible. Just uh, curious. Yeah, I think I think three would be doable with the way you have to injure people and pass to the left and the right because there's a bunch of counters that pass and attack left or right. And so if you're it was just two people, left or right would just be passing back to the person that attacked you. And so it would just be a bunch of back and forth. I mean, I guess it's probably technically still doable. I believe it would probably be more fun with three or more, though. Yeah, so that's coming out. And then yeah, I think that's the only Kickstarter stuff I've been up to. My, my fantasy comic book league did good for me. Old man Steve and old man Tony Stark got me some points and moved me into first place, which makes you feel good because my fantasy movie league, I shat the bed again, even though I got the, the bonus screens on a couple of movies. Um, picking Am I Black or Men in Black uh, did not help. And so I'm in fifth. So that sucks for this week. But yeah, that's what I've been getting into. I think that's everything. I think it's been a busy fucking week. <laughs> yeah, no joke. You ain't lying. That. that being said, I think that does wrap us up for this week. You guys have any final thoughts before we shut this thing down? Uh... <laughs> oh, I can't wait because either like Tuesday or Wednesday night, I'll probably be streaming Twitch. I'll have some ghost face going on. And if you run for me, I'll cut you like a fish. Understand? Wait, uh, when is that? When is he released next 18th, week? 18th. Oh, there we go. Yes. As soon as the blood hunt ends, the anniversary event starts. Uh, Ghostface is coming out, and they also mentioned there's been no specification about it by Dead by Daylight during their three-year stream or anything else, but they said there's going to be an anniversary event starting in the game, and so there's supposedly just going to be like some type of cosmetic or something that's coming out, but they haven't given any clues about what it's going to be. Don't care. I'm not going to buy it. Interesting. Oh, I, I think it's going to be like free in-game stuff. More All right, than, then I'll buy it. Yeah, I, I think the, the the way they're making it sound is like just it might be like something like a blood hunt where it's just a special event just for people that have you know hung around and played the game for three years. I buy that for not a dollar. Yeah, I see what but, you yeah. did there. Thank you. I don't so know exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be fun. That being said, I guess we are ready to start shutting this thing down. A friendly reminder, we do stream this show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over on Geeks.Live. And next week... Be prepared for technical difficulties as we try a new method for recording this show because Hangouts on Air is going away. Bye, guys. Be prepared Bye. for Thanks the for regular to this show. new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Central over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. You, you shall die! die!